Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. On this episode of Crown Jewels, Archwell shares an Aquamundo report that has our eyes rolling. Prince George turns 10, and it's making us all feel old. And the Meghan and Harry divorce rumors continue to swirl. We are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush. And before we get into the royals, you know, mm-hmm. I do want to chat with you. Um, have you seen Barbie? I have not because I'm in Europe and it's come out. But like, feel free, spoil away. I'm going to see it. It's the first thing I'm going to do when I get back to L.A. There's honestly like not much to spoil. Like, you know what okay. I mean? Like, it's just a really, yeah. really good movie. It's not at all what I thought it was going to be because I didn't know it was going to be. This is so stupid of me. I didn't know it was going to be so funny. Really? I knew it would probably have like comedic moments, mm-hmm. but I genuinely didn't know that it was going to be like a laugh, like haha. Like I, there were so like, many times. Were you times laughing out loud? Lex. I at one point had tears in my eyes because I was laughing so hard. Like throughout the movie, Ryan Gosling, showstopper, scene stealer, give him the Oscar immediately. Like I tweeted earlier today, like our grandparents had Cary Grant. Our parents had like Robert De Niro, like Mm -hmm. an actor for their generation. And like for us, I feel for millennials, it's Ryan Gosling. Like he's really carried us through so many things. Like he's just such a good actor. And he's versatile. And like him as Ken I am obsessed I'm obsessed with Ken he's so crazy and like of course like there is this like serious undertone like discussing like feminism the patriarchy etc etc the wokeness of the film everybody keeps talking about but it's not like grandstandy it's not like super in your face they they do it in a really smart way and mm-hmm. it's really good and the sets are beautiful. Like I'm obsessed with it. And then there's this montage at the end, Lex. I cried. Am I going to lose my mind? I cried. I cried. It was like all these clips of like little girls and like, no. like just like home videos of like girls like playing with Barbie right now. I know I'm getting goosebumps from you. Like you talking about this. like they were like doing cannonballs and braiding hair and like it was like they were with their moms and it was like it was like so moving and like I just got so emotional just thinking about girlhood yes and how I feel like there's so much shame around girlhood mm-hmm. and like we are forced so much as girls to like grow up fast and like become yes. like little women And there's so much like embarrassment around like playing with toys and like doing this. And it's like, you know, but boys still play video games. They still play the same video games they played when they were like eight. And I was talking to Danny, my boyfriend about it. And I was like, I really thought about it. And there's no like movies out there that like celebrate girlhood. Like with boys, you get like the Sandlot, Goonies, you get, you know, Rookie of the Year, you get like all of these movies that are just like, wow, like boys 
being boys and they're like playing baseball and they're like building rafts in the woods or something. And like girls, we get like, what do we get? We got the babysitters club, but still but that was like, like we were raising kids. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And like sisterhood of the traveling pants is like teenagers. It's teenagers not like that revolve around like boys. Yeah. Oh and some God. aspect. Oh, so wait, what like, was that movie? There now was I'm... Now and Then, which is like the yes. only movie I could think of that like represented like girls in that age. Like, I just can't think of anything like wholesome. Like, and I was telling, like I was saying with Danny, I was like, but those Sandlot and everything, they're not considered like boy movies. Those are like family films. No. Whereas like with girls, it's yes. like everything is like, oh, that's a girl musician. That's a girl movie. Mm-hmm. So boys don't Female see director. That. And it's just like. Yeah. But I listen. Like I would never classify like Bruce Springsteen as like a boy musician. But yet Taylor Swift is considered mm-hmm. for girls. It's like. Yes. It just was this point of the movie. Like it was just so beautiful. Like it was so good. I really am loving like how genuinely hardcore you are about how much you enjoyed this movie. Like your joy and like specialness for it is like radiating out of this computer screen for I me. I really right now. loved it. And like if you played with Barbies as a kid, like I'm an only child, so I've had I so many Barbies. Okay. I was like a Barbie. They were, your they were friends. my friends. Like I every day I played with Barbies. And it's like so crazy because there's so many things in the movie that like represent Barbies, like how you play with them and just like the sets were perfect. Like how she takes a shower and there's no water. It's cause like Barbies, like when you play with them, there's no water. Yeah. And then of course I, you know, I'm not like a huge Kate McKinnon fan. Like I think she's funny, but I'm never like, Oh, I love her. She's hilarious. She played weird Barbie. And she, yes, which I love that they had that because we, we all had, had one. a weird Barbie. Every girl yes. or anybody who played with Barbies had a weird Barbie. And like the Barbie Absolutely. like only does like her legs are kind of broken. Like she does the splits <laughs> like she has crazy hair. And I love that they got the hair oh perfectly because again, we all cut the hair. I think I had one where it's like I cut the hair and then I like put nail polish on it because yeah. I was trying to dye the hair. Yeah, you were like giving her a look, you know. And the thing with Barbie hair is when you cut it, it ain't ever going to look good. No yeah, matter what no, you do, no. it's... I don't even know if, uh, what's his name? Chris Appleton could cure a Barbie haircut. No, Jen Atkin could never. <laughs> Please. So I'm just saying, like, you have to see it. It's really, really special. And I, a thousand percent I went with I uh, Danny, his mom, bu- his bubby, and um, his sister-in-law and his uh, cousin's fiance. So Danny was the only boy. Danny, what an yeah. ally. What an ally to the feminist movement. He was like, Sam, it was really good. I was like, mm-hmm, it was. I have, though, I, again, haven't seen this movie, but I have been listening to I'm Just Ken, the song Ryan Gosling performs Mm -hmm. on repeat. It is a triumph. Mm -hmm. There's, like, layers to that song. There's act one, two, and three. It's It's, phenomenal. No, like, he's so good in it, and there's so many... It's really, like, this movie, to me, is a time capsule of, like, this era that we're in. Like, it's very Mm -hmm. much, like, for women who... And I'm sorry, like, I know people are taking their, like, kids to see this. This isn't Toy Story. Like, this is for, yeah. like, women to watch. And, like, maybe girls, like, over the age of, like, 11. Okay, so it's it's more adult than you might. I don't think it's, like, for kids. Yeah. Okay. 
You're making me really excited. It's to see really this, like- good. It's really smart. And also just like I'm really into the movement like of going back to the movies and like it's getting people excited. Yes. It's like giving us this like little nugget of like joy in this hellscape. Yeah. It's my favorite. You know, going to the movies alone is my favorite. What do you get at the movies? Do you get anything to eat? A little snack? Oh, absolutely. What so what I love to do is a Sunday matinee. Mm-hmm. I go. I get. Either a Diet Coke, depends on what I'm fancying that week, but like I get a Diet Coke, Fountain Diet Coke, Crisp. Divine, or I will make an Arnold Palmer with lemonade and iced tea. So oh. depending on how I'm feeling, go either way. Sometimes I'll make it with like the fizzy lemonade. You don't so get like, a slush? No, no slush. DC or Arnie Palmy alert. Yeah. That's it. And then I do popcorn. I don't do butter on my popcorn and I get Twizzlers. Wow. I love that. Yeah. What is your order? I definitely get a slush. Like, I immediately have to get a slush. Don't you get cold, though? No. I mean, I wear a sweater when I go to the movies because <laughs> okay. it's cold in there yeah. usually. Mm-hmm. And I get popcorn. And then this is going to be really weird. But you know what Crunch-A-Bunch is? Are they those clusters? Like chocolate clusters. And they're like um, crackly, but they're like covered in chocolate. Yeah. But the secret to them is, and this is going to sound a little weird, but those, the girls okay. that get it, get it. Is you take okay. your box of Crunch a bunch and you you put it in between your legs, in your thighs, and you let it get a little yes. melty. Ooh. You let those thighs heat up the Crunch a bunch, okay? <laughs> and it gets like a little melty, and then then you can eat it. You can't have it like not melty, hard, mm-hmm. hard. It's yeah. just not good. But I'm a big popcorn girl. Oh my gosh! Did you see that the AMC? Same. I don't know what city it is, but they ran out of Diet Coke. No, because the girlies. We're like going to see Barbie We're and they going ran to see yeah. Barbie in droves. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That is amazing. Okay. I know like we got to get into royal news, but the last thing I'll say is obviously everything on social media is Barbie, Oppenheimer, whatever. But there was, I forget who posted this, but there was a guy, he's a photographer, a street style photographer in New York. And he's like, this is why I love yeah. New York. And he did this montage of everybody dressing up, walking into the movie theater. And it was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this brings me joy. joy. Like for somebody who loves going to the movies, like the act of going to the theater, I'm like, yeah. this is just like, we have so much shit going on in the world. Like this is just like, let us have one good, happy thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is really happening. And it was us. cute. Like the movie theater, we went Monday night and it was busy. Like it was so busy. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's so nice. You know, go see it if you haven't go see and the last thing I'll say I posted this tweet and I feel like you'd get a kick out of it too talking about Ryan Gosling will end on a Ryan Gos note and they're like one thing about Ryan Gosling in a movie is he's gonna serve a cunty coat and they had like drive Blade Runner and Ken I'm like it's so he's sir he's gonna serve a cunty coat he committed Mm -hmm. to this role oh my gosh well Sam it's time for tea and crumpets so do you want to start us off with some royal subjects For our royal subjects? I would love to. So our first tea and crumpy is Archwell makes a new announcement this week. So Archwell has been kind of quiet the last, you would say, few months. So Archwell shared on its website that it has supported Equamundo, a charity that aims to, quote, engage men and boys as allies in gender equality and releasing a new report. Aquamundo has released the State of the World's Fathers 2023 report. They conducted research across 17 countries and surveyed thousands of men and women. 
the 2023 data shows that men are increasingly involved in caregiving and would look to increase their care work at home. Although deeply ingrained social norms and lack of supportive policies and power structures discourage them from doing so. I mean, I have two feelings here. First of all, excellent report. Love to hear it. I, you know, I work at Pinterest. They're extremely supportive when it comes to like parental leave and supporting gender equality Mm -hmm. with caregiving. So I love to see that this report is sort of flagging that men would like to increase their care work at home, let's say, and hopefully companies and organizations take note Mm -hmm. of that. The other point I wanted to highlight was the fact, the timing of this announcement and how when we talked about the Emmy nominations snub, the PR expert that was weighing in was like, what they need to do is focus on work and moving forward and getting back to the work. And then we got Mm -hmm. this. So I think this was actually... While I am so often banging my head against the wall with these two about like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I think this is just like a nice, light snack of an announcement of like, we're getting back to work. Yeah. It's nice to see Archwell in the press again, because that is kind of what they've hung their hat on is like this, you know, charity and everything. And like, this is what they're passionate about, which is great. But... It's not so much Archwell. I do just kind of find this report to be kind of like eye-rolly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like men want to participate, but, you know, the social norms and like everything at play like makes it hard. It's like, then just do it. Like you guys are in charge here. Yeah. Like you are literally men. Just Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm like, okay. Because it's just like, it's like, okay, have you seen that trend on TikTok where it's like, guys will like text their girlfriends be like I was gonna get you flowers and it's like well then why would you tell me that because now I'm like well why didn't you get them for me like I would have never even thought you would get me them yeah it's like yeah this idea that's like well I want to help but like can Mm -hmm. I it's like yes yes you can yeah you quite literally can. can you might have to sacrifice a little bit like women do every day which you're not used to please you know what I totally hear you and echo that sentiment as well, because it's like these deeply ingrained social norms, Mm -hmm. lack of supportive policies. It's like, well, again, as you said, A, you can change those, like that generational trauma of ingrained social norms start now. But you're right. It's like you have to work a little harder. You have to do something a little Mm -hmm. different. I think the other thing that I find interesting here, I hate this because I hate getting yelled at in the comments (laughs) and in my DMs. I'm numb to it. So the the work that they did was sharing a report. A report. Okay, like cool. I know. You know? We're like really t- dancing around this. We're like so. <laughs> but I'm like, what did you you supported Equimundo? How mm-hmm. did you conduct this research? Did you fund it? Like, how did you support it? Or are you supporting it by sharing it? Yeah, like, are you just retweet, send her off? The thing that I am curious about with the language on the Archwell website is that it ends by saying it also emphasizes the need for media representation that normalizes men's caregiving roles. And in my opinion, let me be clear, in my opinion, I am like, what are these two going to do now in terms of content around men's caregiving roles? Because that's what I'm taking Mm -hmm. from it. That's 100% what I thought, too. I was like, okay, so like, now what? The thing with them 
is I just want them to fucking do something. Like do something mm-hmm. substantial. Like do something that we can like sink our teeth into and be like, okay, this makes sense. Like you and I have discussed this a million times with the Invictus games. Like that to me is like a tangible thing where I'm like, this has Harry's stamp on it. Like you can tell that this is something he's so passionate about and something we can yes. see that he's doing retweeting Aquamundo's report on men and boys <laughs> is like doing nothing for me. I'm sorry. It's crazy. Oh man, this is going to be one of those episodes where you make me like, I'm, I'm being serious. Laughing. I'm just like, I don't really get it. Retweeting Aquamundo's <laughs> like, report. That's what they're doing. I hear you. you. Know, that's it's, I, I had. It's giving performative. Yes. And that's the thing. I'm just like, I always leave these conversations of tea and crumpets with Archwell. I'm not even going to say Harry and Meghan specifically because Archwell is an organization. Mm -hmm. It is a collective of people as a whole. It is not just the two of them. But I'm always left with questions. I'm like, how have you supported? How, how, Mm -hmm. how have you supported this? Just give me a little, one more sentence, please. And I'm assuming like, it's through financial support, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, and it's like on its face, it's a great thing. And then when you when you and I kind of talk more about it, I'm like, oh, he, this actually means nothing. It is a great thing, and it is great to have a space to amplify dialogue around mm-hmm. that. Again, I agree with you 1,000%. It's like if the charity's aim is to engage men and boys as allies, it's like just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Not, I know that they are doing it. Like, obviously, I'm being a bit bitchy here, but I'm just like, yeah, it's not going to yeah. happen. I know. <laughs> Sorry. She's everything. He's just Ken. Yeah, literally. Kenergy. I am Kenuff. I need that sweatshirt. I know that that's such a sidebar, oh my but gosh. it looks so cozy. Now I know what to get you for your <laughs> birthday. Danny, stay yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Okay, let's get into topic number two, because honestly, this is a very fluffy number two tea and mm-hmm. crumpet, but I don't care. I love it. I feel like Sarah Ferguson is just one royal that I just like cannot look away from. I know that she annoys the fuck out of you, but like every time there's an article about her, I am like inject it in yeah. my veins. This is so nothing. 
it's always a nothing burger with her. And like that yes. kind of, yes. I'm like why I think I'm obsessed. Yes. Because it's like, exactly. Like I'm looking at this one and it was like this photo of her. She's got a lay on her head and she's like Sarah Ferguson post new story time with Fergie and friends. I'm obsessed yeah. with her in the worst way. Like I don't love her. I think I her to be deeply problematic potentially due yes. to her like, association with andrew and like that spotted dick yeah the annual spotted but dick also i love that she is fully just like leaning into facebook grandma energy like she's posting exactly. on social media like you know posting photos of everything like she just is sharing it all she's commenting on eugenie's instagram like call me yeah you know? it's giving <laughs> kathy hilton you know like rick turn yeah. your phone on yeah <laughs> yeah so what happened with this scenario was there's an Instagram fan account, Royal Addicted Replies, and they posted a photo of a note that they received from Fergie after sending a congratulatory card for her the birth of her newest grandchild. So Eugenie and her husband, Jack, welcomed their second son, Ernest George Rodney, who I love that name, on May 30th. And she wrote a little note saying, Ernest George Ronnie, such a total joy to our hearts, our new little lion cub. And it said the note was signed, Love, Sarah. And this is not hot gossip, but I wanted to talk about this because I just feel like between this and her like Gab podcast mm -hmm. and her books, I'm like, this is the game Megan should be playing. I know. When I saw that note in the outline, I was like, it was like a gong went off and it was like, yeah, like what the fuck? Like, why isn't Megan yeah. doing this? I don't understand. It gets me so angry because it's like, it would just make her so much more like relatable. It would just yes. it wouldn't be so like contrived. Like I just want like maybe like a blurry photo of like her yogurt in the morning and being like, yum, yum, yum. Like I want her to be like basic as fuck on Instagram. Exactly. I want the calligraphy note from her because we know that she took calligraphy classes. I just, I, I think what it comes down to is like Fergie for whatever reason, whether it's self-preservation or giving no fucks or whatever, she's just like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. I am going to show my personality. Like I'm not a working royal. I feel like that's what I come back to with this. And like, I understand that there's so many nuances as to why Megan may not show her personality, but like, I want that playful, fun Tig side mm -hmm. back. Like, I just want it back. Just give it to us. And I love, I love that Megan. I love the docu-series Megan. And I'm like, I'm all for Equimundo and I'm all for supporting gender equality for men and boys. But like, I also want your fucking oatmeal overnight oats recipe, okay? I want your like gluten-free brownie recipe. Tell me about your chicken's eggs. I want someone to make a flower arrangement. What did you buy at the farmer's yeah, like, market? Give us like what that. did you cook? Give us that, <sighs> please. And that was really the only reason I wanted to share this was because I was like, I want to see, I miss Meg's personality and it makes me sad that we lost that. Mm -hmm due to this entire situation. Yeah. And you know who I think it would be like a really fun collab? Tell me. I think Megan would do like really well with a collab with like Martha. Because you know how Martha Stewart is like Ooh. hangs with Snoop Dogg and like she's got this like funny like edgy side to her personality that like no one like really expected. I feel yes. like with Megan, I feel like they could do like a fun like YouTube video. Like, you know how Selena does like cooking in the kitchen with chefs or whatever yeah. <laughs> that show is. Yeah. 
how Selena, oh, I don't, never mind. I'm not going to say it. I don't want the Gomez <laughs> bots coming for me, but like, no, she's an industry plant. Don't. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm just like, why am I getting more from Fergie than I am from anybody else? You know, you're the least concerned about what Fergie is doing, and yet somehow we know everything. I know everything about her. We know everything. Fergie and friends. Her. It's almost like I. No, that's not. I was like, I want like Megan to be like a Carolyn Stanbury or something. Uh, yeah. You know who I want Megan to hang out with? Marissa from Ladies of London. She lives in Beverly Hills, I believe. Maybe Malibu. I don't know. She mm-hmm. lives over there in California. I don't know the geographical layout of <laughs> she California. Lives over there. Like. If you held a gun to my head and said, like, where's Malibu? Like, I couldn't fucking tell you. Honestly, I would be dead. I mean, I live in California. I don't know if I could either. So I would like her to, like, hang out with her. She's, like, super successful. She's, like, a restaurateur. She, like, lived in London. She was an American there. So, like, she kind of gets... And she hung out with, like, very, like, high, powerful London people. People. Powerful circles. So I would like to see that. God. Why aren't we running Megan's life? I think about it all of the time. Instead, she's got that like fancy ass <laughs> PR guy who's doing nothing for her. Yeah. Like I think about this all of the time. I'm like, I just want one. I, I want you to like, you know, people are like, oh, we're going to take over this brand social. It's like, Megan, let me take over your life for one day. We're going to have so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> so much fun. God. And you know what? I also feel like I, I'm just going to end on this. It's like, I keep talking about this. I'm sorry. I know I keep talking about wanting the TIG, Megan, and da-da-da-da-da. But I just feel like I have to put it out into the universe. We're woo-woo girlies. Mm-hmm. And the more that we talk about it, the closer it is to happening. 100%. And that is also my goal If here. you verbalize things out loud, like mm-hmm. obviously verbalizing, it's going to happen. Negative or positive. So be careful. All right. Well, let's get into our last topic here. Because Prince George turned 10. And if you wanted to feel old, <laughs> let me just uh, say it again. Prince George turned 10. <laughs> ten. Double digits. Double digits. My okay. mind is blown. I believe it was July 23rd. Was that? Sorry, 22nd was Saturday. Mm-hmm. I remember Kate Middleton walking out of the goddamn hospital. Mm-hmm with this newborn infant. Mm -hmm. And somehow you're telling me between that core memory in my brain and last Saturday, 10 years have passed. It's insane. I don't get it. I'm like, where has the time gone? And then when you think about the fact that he's the same age as Northwest, these two children are the same age and yet like, I don't like they're going to hang out in the same maybe circles, you know, they're going to cross paths, you know, and I'm very excited for that era. Like I'm really excited for like all these kids to like grow up and like be little terrors. Oh my God. I mean, we're getting it. Like Blue Ivy is 11. So she's only a year older than North and George. She's only 11. She's out there working this summer. Yeah. Yeah. She's working. She's born 2012. She's working. George is working too. Mm -hmm. You know, they shared these he got all his social media tributes, so he got it from his parents, which that photo, I'm like, you're a fucking adult. Oh, my God. And I know that, like, certain parents hate when you call their children adults, so I apologize to any parents that are like... He just looks really grown up. They dress him like an old man. <laughs> he looks like every finance bro Those I've loafers? ever seen. Yeah, he's in, yes. he's always in a pair of yes. loafers and some khakis and maybe a, 
a oh checkered button up. He looks, the kid is looking like he is ready to be the king of England. Mm-hmm. Like, I also didn't realize he's the youngest heir to the throne to play an official role in a coronation. I knew this, but I forgot it. And as I was like reading through this article, I was like, he's the second in line. It's crazy because he's 10. 10. Yeah. And like, we've just seen like him. Remember when he was like a toddler-ish? He was like a lot of, like, there was a lot of memes with him. Yeah, he had a lot of Louis energy, you know? Yeah, and so to see him and you're like, this is the future king of England is so fucking crazy. It's really wild. It's so crazy to think about, like, what the future of the monarchy will look like when he eventually takes over. Mm -hmm. Will I even be alive at this rate if 10 years have passed? I don't know, (laughs) honestly. I don't know. And, like, I don't think he looks like William. Like, I don't think he looks like William at all. I feel insane. I feel crazy. What do you mean? I don't think they look alike. Like, I definitely can see, like, okay, yeah, like, that's probably his dad. But, like, I'm looking at their photos. I'm like, I'm not seeing it, you guys. See, I think he looks like young William. Like, I think he looks like college William. But I think that's also because, like, he has hair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, poor William. So there's that. But I also went down another tangent and I put it here in our show notes. I'm a huge nerd and I'm sorry. But so he got all his social media tributes, right? Mm-hmm. Parents, grandparents, Westminster Abbey. But I didn't realize that they have stopped since 2020 doing the official ringing of the Abbey bells for any royal's birthday. So prior to 2020, they would ring those bells. That tradition changed due to financial issues during COVID. And I went down a rabbit hole because I had questions. I was like, how much does it cost to ring this Mm -hmm. bell? What? It's a bell. But I looked it up and apparently the church lost a ton of money because they had to close during the pandemic. It's estimated they lost 12 million pounds in 2021 and had a reduction in staff. But I'm like, that's a lot. Like, how were they making all of that money in the first place? Through tours? When we talk about the royal family, Lex, like, it just confirms to me that I don't know how money works. Like, I don't yeah. know how this happens. I don't know how you lose 12 million pounds. I don't know. It's so confusing to me. <laughs> like, It's so much money. When it comes to the royal family, the money is a little cloudy. Yeah. And I'm sure they like it that way, mm. you know? And then I saw photos of this, the bell ringer. <laughs> And there's like at least eight to 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have like an obsessive thing with certain. I love it. Like when I have a question in my mind. And I guess there's like a real, like you have to train to be a bell ringer. Mm. So. Like a trade school? I, I don't know. I don't know if there's like, you can sign up for a course. It's like a six to 12 weeker. If you like are an apprentice bell ringer. Yeah. Like if your father was a bell but, ringer, are you a bell ringer? Yep. I don't know. But no bell ringing. Hmm. It's very expensive to ring the bell. Clearly. Now we know. I'm so glad I can sleep I'm so I'm so glad <laughs> you, you can thank you rest your head peacefully tonight. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. 
Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, Lex, are you ready to make it rain? You know I am. Because when this was announced Mm -hmm. this past week, Mm -hmm. things got in a frenzy. Now, we have touched on it, I believe. These Harry and Meghan breakup rumors. There were blinds posted on Des Moines. Mm -hmm. There, you know, were these rumors swirling about. But then Radar Online released an article. Mm -hmm. Your fave. I love I love your story your Instagram stories when I see a post from Radar and I'm like, oh, she's like in it today. I'm in it. She's got the goss. And so they said Harry was taking a potential solo trip to Africa to film a documentary. And Megan wasn't going with him. And the Raider online source said, quote, the Sussexes are under tremendous financial pressure to fund their lavish California lifestyle, including their $14 million mansion and huge security costs. And so then the thing that always freaks me out is Marie Claire yeah. wrote an article. And when things like Harper's Bazaar, Van- Vanity Fair even I was going to say, yeah, it's like when those types of publications this. start kind of getting in the mix – it's a little stressful. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. And so there are these breakup rumors, but the Marie Claire article angle is like, take it with a pinch of salt. Don't believe everything you hear. And I guess page six posted on their Instagram and Nacho, who is the polo player that's like very good friends with Harry, commented that it was like made up. Don't believe everything that you hear. Mm-hmm. This is a lie. So... What are your thoughts here? I go back and forth. So like my first mm-hmm. instinct when I see like a radar online, a TMZ, a page six, I'm like, okay. Or a Daily Mail. Yes. I kind of am like, no, I don't know about all that. Like this feels like a stretch. It feels like they're capitalizing off of, you know, this hard time that they're clearly going through in the press again. But then. Then we get the Marie Claire's and then we get the Vanity Mm -hmm. Fair's. We get the varieties. We get we start getting more like I'm going to say like real publications of like quality, you know, not so gossipy because like Marie Claire's like never been a publication where you're like, oh, they're just like spreading these salacious lies and rumors to get clicks. Like, yes, they I feel like they really always have taken a beat and like let things play out and get good sources and get everything kind of all the ducks in a row. And so with Megan and Harry, I'm just like, this is a lot of smoke for there to be no Mm -hmm. fire. I'm not saying that they're going to get divorced. I'm not saying they're headed for a divorce. I'm just saying, I think there must be like a little nugget of truth that like they're going through something right now, because I do find it really odd that like, we're not seeing Megan do anything. 
I find that to be really weird. Like we saw her at the farmer's market and a 4th of July parade, but like career wise, I mean, for signing with what WME WME and for Mm -hmm. her to like not be anywhere. It just feels odd. And I mean, they move slow. We know that. I know that. But you're right. Like, given the fact that it's like you signed with WME, you have the CEO of WME as like one of your representatives. Mm -hmm. You have Serena Williams as agent, all of these things. Like, what you doing, girl? Like, what's the plan here? Mm -hmm. And again, I hope and I'm optimistic that they're going to come and blow it out of the water. But I just feel like I, I definitely could maybe, you know, this alleged stress that's going on, feel that from them mm-hmm. and like see how that could possibly be true. I just don't, I I just don't know after all of this if they could actually break up for their brand. And then I said something to you when we were texting. Mm-hmm. I was like, plot twist, because everyone is like, oh, Megan like realizes she doesn't need Harry anymore, da 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 But I was like, no, 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 no. What if now they're out of the royal family, they've been removed, and Harry is realizing that, like, maybe they were potentially trauma bonded, mm-hmm. and maybe he's like, I'm out of the royal family, that still feels good, but reality is sinking in, and I still want to identify and soul search who I am on my own. Mm-hmm. I think you are on to something with that. Like, I totally can see that because I've seen friends get into relationships with people when they're going through kind of like a hard time, like their parents are getting divorced, Mm -hmm. their job is awful, whatever, you know, and kind of when the dust settles, you're like, oh, like, I really don't even really like this person I'm with, like, because yeah, they were a distraction they helped me through this hard time, but like that doesn't, that's not a relation. That doesn't make a relationship a hundred percent. Yes. And I just think like the reality of like, oh, I'm really out of the Royal family. This maybe didn't go the way he thought it was going to go. Yeah. I think it's a lot of trauma that him and Megan have both gone through together. Exactly. And I think that that's really hard. And I think that that takes a toll on any relationship So I don't know. I don't want to see them break up. I really like them as a couple. I mean, you and I were like the biggest champions of that documentary. Like we were obsessed. Markle Sparkles. We literally, I know we like have our opinions on their professional Mm -hmm. direction. But like as like a personal couple, rock solid. Love them. I'm goo goo gaga for them. They're nerds together. Like, you can just see their fucking dorks, dorks together on that couch. I'm like, oh, my Nerd God, alerts. I love. I'm eating this up with a silver spoon. Mm-hmm. And I really hope not even for their brand's sake and not even for the British media to absolutely abominate. Is that a word? Abominate yeah. them? Being like, I told you so. But like, just for them, I want them to Get have their happiness. I get their coin and like get it together. I agree. So rough patch or not, I really hope this isn't true. I really, the thing that concerns me and I know anybody can send anything to Demois and like totally fabricate things. And she also disclaims that, but like these spottings of him staying in a hotel, like near the house, freaking me and out. That could also though, just be like a thing where it's like the kids are sick. So he's staying out of the house. You know? No. Like, my one girlfriend has two kids. Yeah. And 
she has a newborn and the older boy got sick. So she and the newborn went to stay at her parents' house. How big is their house? And the dad stayed with the boy. Okay. Yeah. It's it's not a Montecito. (laughs) You're like, it's a two-bedroom apartment. I'm like, okay. (laughs) They're living in like a mansion. (laughs) Like, like he can stay in another room. You know what I'm I'm saying? I'm so desperate for this to not be true. I know. I'm like, Alex? That's kind of great. Like, that's a stretch. That's a reach. Sam was literally like, okay, grandma, let's get you. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was the look you just and That's how I felt. Me. It was like, Lex, be fucking for real. The thing about Harry, oh, and this God. is something I've been noodling on for a while. Okay. Is I think that there's a level you can get in therapy when you almost over-therapize everything. And it's actually yeah. like keeps you from moving forward. And sometimes that happens like when people claim like how self-aware they are. It's like that's actually a defense mechanism mm-hmm. to be like, I know this about me, so I'm good. And it's like, well, no, that's yes. not actually how this is going to happen. And I think he's done so much like therapy work that not saying it's like been to his detriment because I do think he's like grown a lot. But you can also get to a place where it's like, you then start to over-therapize everything in your life. And you're not yes, like rooted absolutely. in like the actual reality of like what's happening. And I think that that kind of is maybe what happened with his family because mm-hmm. it's like you're putting this expectation on the family to be, to meet you where you are. And like, that's not possible. Yes. Like that is just never going to happen. And so instead of like, exactly, it's like, what is the therapist telling him? Because I always think it's like a little bit of a red flag, like when people start going to therapy, when they're like, when the therapists like immediately start telling them like, you know, this will make relationship in your life harder because you'll start mm-hmm. to like realize things and like unpack. It's like, yeah, but then it should, it should come back around. Like it might exactly. pull you apart in the beginning because you're working through all your shit, but then you got to kind of like move through that and come back. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And I echo that as well in the sense like it is like the same, same, but different situation was like that Jonah Hill situation, mm. right? Where he's like, these are my boundaries, da, da, da. And it's like the language he's using in those texts is so like armchair expert mm-hmm. therapist where it's like you've had so much therapy that the way that you're speaking and the language that you're is using, unhinged. Like, you're not a therapist. No, it's bro. unhinged. And I have like going through like breakups and things like that. Like I have gotten to that place in my own head with therapy and even with like the Instagram, like all the like dating posts, it's like you cannot do this and this and blah. And it's like, I had to stop looking at that content sometimes Mm -hmm. because I was like, this is making me fucking nuts. Nuts. (laughs) And I, you know, got to a place like where I used self-awareness as such a defense mechanism. Like I was like, well, I know this about myself and I'm this way because of this. And it's like, you sound like crazy. Like, that's yes. not okay. Like, just because you know that doesn't make it okay. Yeah. And I just feel like with Harry, he does that. Harry's definitely sent a Jonah Hill text. I'm going to say it. Maybe not to Megan. But I feel like he's definitely like with friends has probably used the word boundaries a lot. Yeah. And it's like, for can sure. you shut the fuck up? I mean, the thing for me that like, was kind of a, let's say a yellow flag Mm. was, remember when he had spare and then he had that like in conversation with Dr. Gabor Mate, Mm -hmm. And it was like, I didn't watch it, but I remember like reading the comments about it and reading like reviews. And they said like, it just turned into like a 
live therapy session mm-hmm. for Harry. And it's like, if you are like craving that or you're needing that or that's like what you're going for, like that also is something that you maybe want to take a step back from and assess and look at. Like if you can't function through life or like make decisions or whatever without thinking that that's like the only way that you can get through your day to day, like that's troubling. Mm -hmm. Like, and again, I'll go back to the Jonah Hill example. If you feel like your communication can only be done And also, I think the important thing is, like, you can only receive information in that same tone Mm -hmm. with that same language. That's That's a problem. problem It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. And it's not reality. And it's like, you can't expect people to meet you where you Mm -hmm. are if you're unwilling to meet them or accept them where they are. I know. You know? like Yeah. And it's... I find people like Harry at times and Jonah Hill, for example, I love that we're putting them in the same basket. Um, I know it's very it's, same, it's same, similar, but different. totally. It's like same, same, but totally different people. They yes. almost use like therapy as like a weapon. Like the, it's like self-righteous. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's yes. maybe his family's issue with him. Is there like, you're not in your core that different from us. You need mm-hmm. to chill the fuck out. Like I can just imagine him being like, I've done this work and I've done, it's like people that really do the work and like are in a decent place. Don't need to talk about that all the time. Exactly. I understand he wants to spread the message and the awareness to like men go to therapy, but I don't think the way to do that is to be like, I abandoned my entire family, you know, because of the, it's like, what? Like, that's not real. Like that's not what real people go through. It's just so out of touch, honestly. Yes, and it's fair, like, if he needs to do that for a period of time or whatever. Totally. But I think the the issue that I see with it is, like, it's not just, like, I needed to set that boundary, quote unquote, and, like, separate from my family for a certain amount of time to protect my own well-being. It's, like, still the anger and the blame the and the, like, vitriol that they used, like, that he used for so long toward mm-hmm. them. To your point, it's, like, if... Like you, you, there's like another phase of this, bro, where it's acceptance. like, you gotta accept mm-hmm. it and either say, I want to make amends or say like, this is it now, but like, it's not defining. Me. Yeah. And it, he's letting that it's like, he becomes letting like, it. He's like obsessed him. with this idea of being like, he wants them to be wrong so badly because yes. he wants to be right. And he wants everyone to know yeah. that he's right. And he wants everyone to know that his family fucking sucks. And yet he still wants, it's very, it's very strange. He wants everyone to like bow to him and be like, you're right. Like we fucked up. Like, I can't believe we did that, whatever, whatever. And like, that's never going to happen because you're dealing with like the King of England, literally. <laughs> so I feel like also Megan's probably like, that's hard to deal with. That's probably yeah, hard to be around. But also it's like his like unwillingness to accept things is like what makes him so similar to the people in his family because they were all raised the fucking mm-hmm. same. They all always got their way. They're all going to be upset when a pen doesn't work, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's just the facts. And Megan's probably like, it's you are facts. insufferable right now. Like, I would hate mm-hmm. that because like, just, I've like known people who've been like in a lot of therapy and like they, yeah. they think that that makes them like right. And they think that that, yes, you're like what they're well my therapist said it's like well your therapist is hearing one side of the story (laughs) okay (laughs) your therapist is on your side my friend and not all therapists are good i'm gonna say this there are some therapists out there 
that I think I think therapy is good, but you've got to get a good one. You've got to get one that's like not going to like live up your ass and tell you that you're right all the time. You need someone that yeah. kind of like holds the mirror up to you and it's like, well, what are we doing about what are you doing in the situation? I think some therapist should make you mad at times. I think you should leave therapy sometimes kind of pissed. Be like, what the fuck? Well, you know what? Like I, I obviously I've been through therapy. I've done multiple rounds of therapy, but like it took me a very long time in my life to the point of this conversation to realize like I have imperfections and that's okay. Like I have spent so much time feeling guilty or bad about like not always being on Mm -hmm. and like that's messed up. And I just feel like it's like, the same not the same thing but it's like harry like it's okay if you're still hurt but like you're not 100 percent right mm-hmm. you yeah. know and just that's it that's end of yeah. sentence there doesn't have to be a dialogue or a conversation or like a, a assessment no. it's like that's just it just leave it alone sometimes like you know i hate to bring up housewives but <laughs> bethany frankel said once that when you don't know what to do, and this is obviously not her quote. I think she stole this from someone else, but the, I don't know the original quoter, the original <laughs> sayer of this sentence. But it's like when you don't know what to do, sometimes the best thing to do is just stand still. And I think mm-hmm. Harry should have stayed still for a little bit. I think he did. I think yes. he did too much to boom, boom, boom. And it's there's now the quiet. It's quieted down. And I think that that's haunting. Agreed. Wow. Agreed. Wow. I love, I love We got that. really deep. Layers. We got really deep. I think that is what, like, I, in totality, you just summed it up so well. It's like after all the noise and distraction and everything has come to a halt, now you have to sort of face the reality, and that is really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, like, you don't have your family. Even, even though you hate them, yeah. allegedly, you <laughs> don't have them anymore. You're in Montecito. You're in a new country. Like it, the reality is hitting them, I think, and not saying that that's going to lead them to a divorce, but it will create a draining period. Like, you know, yes. it's kind of like when you're in a relationship Attention. and you, there's the honeymoon phase. And then there's mm-hmm. a phase after that. I cannot remember the name of it, but there's like a name for it. And it's like where you're coming out know. of it. And then you like start to realize who you're really with. And then that causes like a lot of fighting. And that's usually when a lot of couples break up because then they think, oh, well, we're not good together. Like this isn't how it was before. We're fighting all the time. And it's usually like if you can make it through that phase, people say that like you're pretty good. Yeah. Because coming out of that honeymoon phase is like a little jarring. Even though you like love the person you're with. Fuck. Like you're a real person. Like, yeah. And essentially what it comes down to, like this is uh, (laughs) to end on a note of therapy. It's like you just have to decide, you know, like. You just have to decide, are you going with it or are you not? That's such a good point. And that's what you do. It's time for our favorite game of mail or fail. One of these is a real headline from the Daily Mail or a similar publication, and the other has been completely made up by our producers. So will we spot the mail or will we fail? And before you get going, Sam, I just need to shout out Becca because... Week after week, week after week, Becca's our producer. These headlines are fucking phenomenal. I know. I love you, Becca. I don't know how you do it. A word. This is my favorite part. A wordsmith. Yes. So thank you. So option number one, slick celebration. 31 years after divorce, reports say Prince Andrew secretly met with Sarah Ferguson on their late wedding anniversary. Option number two, loose lips. 
loose women fans convince mystery erotic writer guest is a very famous royal. God, I pray it's the second one. I pray. I don't know. What is loose women? I don't know. I'm saying number one because I have no idea what number two is. Let's see. Loose women is a show, it appears. It looks like The View, but I think British. So it was number two is the real one. Incredible. Loose lips. Loose women fans <laughs> convince mystery erotic writer guest is very famous royal after appearing on a show in disguise. The secret socialite known as Ava appeared on today's show in disguise to promote her debut book, Naked in Mayfair. Judy Love shocked the studio audience as she read a very racy passage from the spicy novel. The anonymous author had written his tongue brushed over her lips. She moved her body instinctively into his. They were an exact fit. The novelist who appeared in person, albeit behind a screen, claimed she's concealing her identity to protect the reputation of her family. Interesting. Yeah. So Loose Lips or Loose Women appears to be like the view. Okay. And then if you go down to the bottom of this article, it said, but it didn't take long for viewers to quote unquote work out who it was with many insisting Sarah Ferguson was behind the naughty book. Of oh, fucking course. There we there go. There she is. I needed this. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Our girl doesn't quit. She doesn't quit. She doesn't quit. She's a hustler. <laughs> and it makes total sense that she checks is out. writing this book, this porn yes. book. Good for her. I see nothing. Like, there has never been anything that we have talked about on this podcast about Sarah Ferguson that has made more sense mm-hmm. than Sarah Ferguson being a anonymous smut author. I'm obsessed. It's never, nothing has ever made more sense to me. We need to read this book. I know. What is it called? Let me see. Naked in Mayfair. Because she is an author already. Sexy. Mm, Sexy. Well, Lex, to finish up this week, let's name our spotted dick for the episode. Who has been a real steamed pudding? Um, I'm going with men. Mm. And I'm going with men based on the Equimundo report, Mm -hmm. State of the World's Fathers 2023, where... They lack supportive policies and power structures and feel discouraged to get increasingly involved in caregiving. How the fuck do you think we feel? They built those ingrained social norms, supportive policies and power structures. Mm -hmm. So change them. Change them. Change them. Or maybe have like some empathy for women. Clown. Clowns. You know. (laughs) Who's yours? I wasn't sure who mine was going to be. I'm going to go with my spotted dick. It's going to be Harry's therapist. Ooh, I don't know who they are. Okay. I don't know where they are. You did a number on our boy. <laughs> you know? I think some for the best. Some maybe for the worst. It's true. I know. You're just... Sam, you're legitimately one of the funniest people I know and you don't even mean to be I just like I'm like what did you do to him like you confused him to the point like where he's like just not in reality anymore like he can't he can't socialize with people unless they've like done all this like self-work it's like chill the fuck out yes oh yeah and I imagine it might be breeding a certain paranoia Mm -hmm. in him that like might have not existed before. Yeah, because now, I mean, he's well, got all those lawsuits going on in the UK, like with the press. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, like, let it go at he's some point. Battle, he's got to let it go. He's got to let it lie. I don't know what's going to make him feel vindicated. I, honestly, like, that's, I mean? that's a great huh. question. Like, what will make him feel, like, vindicated? What's it like, going to take? Like, what is it? What does he want 
to bring it full circle with Ryan Gosling, what do you want? You know, from the top of the episode yes. to the bottom, we're ending it on the Ryan Goss. That's how you pod me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> professionals. Well, you guys, that's it for this week's episode of Crown Jewels. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Thursday, so be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss our next episode. Please tell all of your royally obsessed friends and follow me at Lex Nico. And you can follow me at Bravo Historian. And until next time, may God save the bitch. Batches.